Welcome to the Sacred Emergence Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Wong, and I'm so thrilled that you're here. This is a place where you'll be guided to living your most aligned life so that your truest, most radiant self can emerge. We'll be jamming on topics ranging from spirituality, entrepreneurship, to wellness and lifestyle design, and everything in between that can support you to grow, evolve, and shine, all the while not taking ourselves too seriously. So if you're ready to step into your leadership, break through limiting beliefs, own all of who you are, and expand in abundance, grab yourself your faith cup of tea, and let's dive in. Hey, hey, welcome to, should I call this the quarantine slash jet lag slash Jakarta episode or Jakarta edition. Regardless, I have made my way all the way to Indonesia and I'm recording this not too early. It is around 9.25 a.m. Monday morning for me, which uh, for those of you listening, it will still be Monday. So I'm like 12 hours ahead of Seattle time. But it's been so crazy. So I thought with this episode, I'd just share like my whole travel journey so far of coming to Jakarta from uh, from Mexico and and just like this crazy journey. And right now I'm quarantining in a hotel in Jakarta. Um, good thing it's only five days. And at the same time, I'm dealing with jet lag. So it actually is like, what, the perfect mix because I can't really... I can't leave, so it's a good time to work on, um, I guess, adjusting to the time zone here. Uh, but yeah, so I left uh, Playa del Carmen on Thursday last week, and um, it was basically three flights to get to Jakarta. The flight, oh my gosh, it was very smooth, very easy. I thought I would be way more tired than I was, but my first leg was from Playa del Carmen to LA and that was like you know around five hours and that was you know pretty easy I brought enough food for me to survive because they only came around with uh, almonds and some water and that was it (laughs) for five hours oh my goodness I just love international flights versus domestic flights but or within the or like U.S. based airlines, um, so getting myself to L.A. and then I was a little bit concerned when I was in L.A. if I could uh, manage to get to the check-in in time for putting in my luggage because timing was really tight. But we ended up arriving earlier, and so I was able to check my bag okay. And uh, the lady at the Singapore airline was really sweet, and she uh, wrapped my bag up because it's basically a big backpack. And she wrapped it up in this saran wrap so that it could be protected. And then I had like plenty of time for my red-eye flight from Singapore, I mean, sorry, from LA to Singapore. And that was like a 16 plus hour flight. Um, so it was an hour shorter than what they said. Um, and I kid you not, the, the plane was practically empty. So basically everybody had the whole road to themselves. I had a whole road to myself. And um, I think that was what made the trip seem so much faster. Um, I, if I wasn't watching something on one of the movie screens, then I was eating. And if I wasn't eating, I was sleeping. And I, I kid you not, time went by so fast. I was like, wow, that was 16 hours. It probably felt like nine. <laughs> it felt like nine hours, not 16, which meant like I actually had sleep. Like I had, I was able to sleep. 
even though it's just so weird because um, the flight out from LA, it was the evening of the third. And then by the time I landed in Singapore, uh, it was the morning of the fifth. So it's like I totally time traveled and skipped a day. It was just like crazy. So June 4th kind of like was bloop. And then we landed in June 5th. Um, and then in Singapore, I had another like maybe like an hour layover until my flight to Jakarta and the flight to Jakarta from Singapore was only like maybe 90 minutes. Um, but because of, you know, the whole pandemic, um, I don't think Singapore airline is actually really open or they just really sectioned off an area for a lot of us travelers who are just transiting through Singapore. So, um, it didn't matter where you were transiting to, but we were all kind of like held in just one section of the airport. And so they called my, uh, you know, my gate for my flight number to board uh, my flight to go to Jakarta. So once we boarded that, literally they fed us again. <laughs> so it's like even a 90 minute flight, I was fed breakfast, um, which makes me so appreciate international flights outside of the US anyway. Um, yeah, and then so here I am. I am in my quarantine hotel. This I'm in day three. And um, it's actually five nights and six days. So um, it's actually it hasn't been too bad. I mean, I've been a little bit bored occasionally, but I do have work I need to get done. Um, I do have, you know, some I have online streaming and I have a book so and then I have access to you know the internet so it hasn't been too terrible um, and they feed me pretty well here three meals a day and then I have some snacks and then they give me enough food that if I if I wanted to I could save the meals some of the stuff for later so so far it's been good the jet lag is interesting because I don't feel it so deeply except I'll be like, oh, okay, it's 9 p.m. or it's 8 p.m. And then I'm like, I'm tired. I'm going to go to sleep. And I kid you not, like, I feel like I slept for at least six hours and I wake up and it's only like three hours that have gone by or four hours that have gone by. And on both nights, every time I woke up after my, like, you know, after going to sleep, it's always been midnight. I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to do with myself? <laughs> and so it's just been, you know, this is the the thing with jet lag, which it doesn't really bother me because I always feel like with jet lag, it's like a transitory time. And whenever we're transitory and transitioning, it's always like an opportunity to do things out of routine. Um, and it's, it makes it a little bit more fun in a way. Um, but it gets old really quick. So I'm hoping that by the time I check out, um, it will, I'll be, you know, in sync with the, with the time zone here. Um, before I left for Mexico, I had to get a PCR test and, um, oh my goodness, it was so awful. I, it was, I was really concerned that I wasn't going to be able to endure because I had to do two more of it when I am in Jakarta. Um, literally like the person who was doing the test, like, I don't know. I think I felt like they were swabbing for brain matter. Um, they were up there forever with a Q-tip and my eyes started watering. I felt like I was getting a nosebleed. Um, and it, after, even after the test, I felt like, I felt like the Q-tip was up there for another two hours and it was, it just made me not feel good for the rest of the day. And so, um, I was so grateful that when I landed in Jakarta and I got, um, got the transportation to my hotel um, before they brought me up to my room I had to go to another PCR test and it was so much nicer <laughs> this time around um, so I was just very grateful and hopefully my last one 
the one that I have to do bef uh, the day before I check out. Um, hopefully it'll be just as easy. So that's been um, just a really quick rundown of the whole traveling to get here so far, a lot of paperwork. Um, and I'm someone who's very meticulous about paperwork and making sure I have everything in order. So getting through the border and customs and all of that was a breeze. Um, and yeah, one of the things is I wanted to just share like, it's, it's really important to always speak up for yourself and not be afraid to ask for what you want. Um, you know, I know that for me, it's, it's always stretching that muscle because sometimes I'm like, ah, should I, is it going to be inconvenient? Am I asking for too much? Um, and sometimes I find myself like my, my brain will start make up, making up stories, limiting stories that tells me why I should not ask or why it's not a big deal. So when I first got to my uh, hotel for the quarantine, um, I wasn't that, I was a little disappointed with the room. It felt a little old. There were like, you know, water spots on the ceiling, uh, the bathroom light wasn't working. The sink wasn't draining. It literally like a pool of water would just sit there for hours. Um, and it wasn't clean at all. Um, I was going to be stuck in the room for five days, but I was like, well, should I complain? Like it's quarantine. I feel like once I'm in the room, I shouldn't leave. Maybe they'll say, no, this is the room that you're assigned to. I also paid for this room, by the way. Um, and I was like, no, this is not acceptable. This is like not according to my standards. So I, um, I called the front desk and I explained to them that I wanted a new room. And uh, the lady was like, oh, I don't know if we have any available. I was like, yeah, I, I still want a new room. So anyway, she said she was going to call me back. And I waited, I waited. She never called me back. So I called back to inquire an update. And I'm so glad. Like I was just very persistent after I decided I made my request. Um, and I complained over to the manager over WhatsApp and I uh, was just, took, I took photos, just very unsatisfied. Um, and when I called back the second time, the lady was like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't actually see the request come through. This is the first time I've heard this. Uh, let me see what I can do. Um, and then I had to call back again because I didn't hear an update. Um, and... Yeah, so finally, I think it was like, it was so weird because I was so tired after like 24 hours of traveling. I was sweaty. I was dirty. Um, you know, getting from my apartment to even the, the airport, I was sweating, right? Because I was like waiting at the bus stop and carrying my luggage, like all of it. It was just like, I just couldn't wait to shower and I was tired. So I wanted to sleep, but I didn't want to. And then they brought lunch over. So I didn't want to get started on any of this until I was in my new room. And uh, finally, like, I realized I wasn't going to get my new room anytime soon. <laughs> so then I showered in the old room um, and had my food. Uh, and then I got really tired. And so um, I finally got a hold of another reception person. And they said, you know, are you willing to wait till tomorrow morning? And I was like, no, it has to be tonight. I do not want to sleep in this room. Uh, and she said, okay, but it won't be until later in the evening, maybe seven, eight or nine o'clock. She's like, I don't really know. And I was like, that's fine. Um, I just want to move out of the room tonight. And so after that, I just took, I just took a nap and that was around 5 PM. And then an hour later I got a call and they said, Hey, we're, we're able to move you now. Your room is ready. And I was so happy. And so, um, after I packed up, I had to wait for like another hour for them to bring me the key to my new room. Oh my goodness. And, uh, and here I am. Um, the room is, 
is better. It is a little bit cleaner. Um, it doesn't have that moldy, musty smell. Um, and the AC works better. So I just feel like it was worth the, the hassle. And it's just one of those things where don't ever worry about being inconvenient to other people or creating a story in your head that, you know, oh, you shouldn't do this. Like, be careful of the thoughts that run through your mind that tell you things that you, that tell you a story that you can't do it. Um, even something like this, right? It's like, it makes so much sense as I'm telling you the story. If, when you're listening to it, you'll be like, yeah, of course, like you should totally complain, right? If you're not satisfied with a meal at a restaurant, send it back. You know what I mean? Or like make a comment about it because you want to enjoy your experience and especially when you're paying for it. Um, and it doesn't have, you don't have to be like snotty about it. You can be polite about it, but be firm. And um, it's something that I'm always like the hassle of having to complain. It feels kind of negative sometimes, but no, it's like you, we all have our standards. We all have our desires and we want our needs met. And so my ask was incredibly reasonable. And, um, and you know, with the bathroom light not working and the sink being clogged, that should have not happened. Right. Um, but it's sometimes like we tolerate bullshit. We tolerate bullshit. And one of the things that I have learned is I'm, I'm no longer tolerating bullshit. And it's like, I gotta be aware of like the limiting stories that my brain will still tell me. So I wanted to share that because, um, you know, even like this is part of the personal growth. Um, even like there's so many examples I can share where I've always had to like speak up for myself and stand up for myself. Um, there's always like this filter, like, or should I, or should I not? Should I complain? Should I speak up? And always, always, always speak up. Even if it doesn't feel natural, if it feels like an inconvenience, um, you are not an inconvenience. I'm not an inconvenience. And like, it's not a big deal when we speak up for what we want, especially when it's something within a service industry, like with where it is related to hospitality, um, you know, they do want to make sure that everybody has a good stay. And the ask that I asked was not a big ask. It was very reasonable. Um, so yeah. And um, it's interesting, because I also think sometimes you have to pick your battles of like, how much energy do you have or do you want to put in? Uh, after I arrived in my new room, um, I'm supposed to get five bottles of water daily. And they only had two. And I was like, I'm not going to be able to survive on two bottles of water. Uh, so I called them to ask them to bring me more water. And they only brought me two more. And I'm like, this is so crazy. Like, um, I'm supposed to get five bottles of water. And I was like, I don't want to call again to complain and ask them to bring another one up. And I just figured if I run out of water, I'll ask for more. Um, and then the lady on the WhatsApp, the manager, she finally responded after I moved to my new room and she said, Oh, I'm so sorry. I just got this. Are you, you know, have you settled into your new room? Are you, are you pleased with everything? And I just mentioned, yeah, everything's fine. Um, I am missing a, a bottled water, but it's fine. If I need more, I'll just call in. And she said, Oh no, 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 that's okay. We will send you more. So they brought up another four bottles of water. And so now I have a surplus <laughs> and it's just like, it's okay, like we get to choose our battles and it's okay to speak up for ourselves. So that's been uh, my journey here so far. It's, uh, I can't believe I'm almost, I'm almost in Bali. Uh, just have to get through three more days, three-ish more days and uh, take a short flight. It's, um, it's like an almost two-hour flight to get to Bali. 
Um, and then when I'm there, I will have uh, of seven days in my Airbnb where I'll look during those seven days, I'll look for my quote unquote permanent villa um, where I'll be renting monthly. So I still have to do research on that, but I'll do it when I arrive uh, in Bali because I want to be able to visit the place, um, you know, and just kind of get a feel of where I really want to be. So anyway, by the time you hear from me next week, I will be in Bali. Um, so more to come. And as always, if you really want to follow me real time, check me out on Insta stories or Facebook stories. And um, yeah, so I am an hour. No, I'm 12 hours ahead. Basically, uh, it's so interesting. I'm literally 12 hours ahead from Seattle time. And um and I just realized like when we international travel, it doesn't have to be international, but whenever we're traveling to different time zones, time is so relative. And this is like, this is what time traveling is. It's so relative. It, it's one of those things where we do not need to limit ourselves to time. Um, any type of concept around time is all made up. So if you have a business, you know, it's not, it doesn't have to take a long time for you to be successful. You know, it's like, our concept of time is very linear and even through traveling from Mexico to Indonesia or even to Singapore, it was like a blip. I don't know, June 4th just came and went and I landed on June 5th and I just felt it so viscerally this time um, that shit does not need to take long. Like you, it can happen fast if we set that intention and if we embody the fact that time is not really linear, it's just our, our, our human-made concept of time is linear but when we are in our body like it's it's our present moment that we're experiencing that makes it way more meaningful um and when we can release anything related to time money all of that uh it, get, it becomes exponential so i wanted to share that um more to come on all of this and uh, have a beautiful beautiful upcoming week wherever you're at and um more to come cheers Thank you for listening to the Sacred Emergence podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And thank you in advance for sharing this with others who can benefit. Until next time.